0: y'all? Hey, folks. Welcome to this Most Unbelievable Podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Paul Fitzgerald
0: and Sherry Spiegel.
1: You're listening to Season 2, our first summer season. For the next few months, we'll take a look at a thread we began last season in our Rates of Things episode.
0: We'll take several episodes to explore how we process and experience things.
1: First in the body.
0: Then in the mind.
1: And finally, and most challengingly, in the heart.
0: We would love your feedback, so please feel welcome to leave us a comment or a question on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.
1: Or you can send us an email at thepaulisharypod at gmail.com.
0: Of course, you can also find all of this on our website, thismostunbelievablelife.com.
1: Please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show.
0: And if you like the show, we'd appreciate your rating on iTunes. Or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help
1: us out, too. We're so glad you're joining us on this journey. And on with the show. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing? Hey, Paul. What hey. is going on?
0: Why do I always let you speak first?
1: I don't know. You can start this one if you want to. I'll let you do it. I, I shouldn't say let you do it. I will uh, take a back seat. I to, think we're
0: already into it. I'm just, like, I always look to you, like, when are we going to start? And then, I think you were even waiting for me, like, you were making these these sounds with your throat. Like I do.
1: <laughs> I do. I, th- I think I get this look on my face or something, and it's like, ah, you know, and, and it's like, I'm about to say something, and then everybody's like, Meep. and then mm-hmm. nothing comes out half the time, but, uh,
0: uh. Is that true? I don't know. I don't.
1: Yeah. Well, some maybe it's not that nothing comes out. Almost always something comes out. It's whether or not it's of value and import. Sometimes can be oh. the subject of, of debate a little bit.
0: Maybe. That's a little self deprecating. Um, that sounds like something I would say about myself, Paul. Come not everything on. has
1: to. Not everything has to change the world when it comes out.
0: So. That's true. That's true. How's it going? Oh, cool.
1: uh, it's going well. Um, and uh, I think. For the next uh, hour or so, you and I are going to qualify that statement a little bit. <laughs> uh, it's, it's going well-ish. Um, it's, podca- it's podcast Wednesday.
0: That is podcast Wednesday. Yeah, so I
1: think this is the first one we haven't recorded uh, in a while. That isn't uh, t- Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Right? Except for on occasion when we record on a Thursday because we're just so ambitious.
1: Yeah, and we double up.
0: Not, But this is because... Tuesday, there was no way there was going to be a podcast on Tuesday.
1: Though yeah, yeah.
2: we
0: did release a podcast for our dear and patient listeners, yep. so they don't know any difference. But we're release we're recording a day late.
1: Yeah, and we put. Uh, I, I think the day late might be the new. You know, there's nothing I hate more than the phrase the new new normal. But uh, well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um. Academic schedule has semester has started. You mm-hmm. know, our calendars are all over. We have stuff on our calendars that we didn't have uh, over the summer. Um, and to the uh, cherished and valued listener, you should notice no difference.
0: Indeed. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. My husband keeps saying this thing like that. He's like, well, you know, if you and Paul keep the podcast going this fall. And I'm like, if. What, what is this what if? are you talking about? We will. Uh, but, Let's you know, it's started. like one of these things. If you want something to persist, you kind of have to create the conditions in which it it can continue to happen uh so yeah. I feel like you know we yeah. had to re-examine our schedules. We found some time on Wednesday, yeah, seems fine.
1: This is not the only thing that you uh or I have done today.
0: It is not no what else have you done? To-
1: I talked to a class. Mhm. I talked to a class for a little while, you know, talked about some bio. Yeah. You
0: do uh, that sometimes.
1: I do. Yeah. Several times a week. Now, mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. several times a week. That's in the mornings, uh often. Uh but not always. I uh, did a had a workshop session that I was in early mm-hmm. afternoons. I I've, I've done a few things today. I've done a few things today and uh, now I'm doing this. Yeah. It's great. You've done things too.
0: I have. Yeah. Today, I also uh, had some classes, though we did not talk about biology in mm. my classes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, not officially, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I have um, I have five classes I'm teaching this semester. Um, and I teach live on Zoom on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday. Uh, and then I'm just kind of asynchronous online Monday and Tuesday. Um which, you know, is it's kind of a hard format to first explain to students and then also to do in an effective way. Um, but it is a format that I think I enjoy, in part because after so my classes like yours, are 120 minutes this semester.
1: It's a long time.
0: This is a long time. And so uh, when we first logged on here today, uh, we both had a similar problem with our vision. We did yeah so what's going on with your eyeballs Paul
1: um I noticed this I noticed this uh yesterday I think it was yesterday afternoon or yesterday evening and I had been feeling a little uh not worn out but I mean if you take three months off from teaching and then you do it every day for a couple of days uh, at the beginning of a week it's it's it it's it's tiring i mean mm-hmm. you lose stamina it whether you're doing it on zoom or doing it in person requires uh, a level of engagement and focus and attention. And um, I mean, all you're doing is sitting there and talking. It's like, Oh, that is not the only thing I am doing. I mean, it is uh, if you ever, if you, if you have a meditation practice and you ever dedicated yourself to, to maintaining focus for an hour and 20 minutes, it's that. Um, And it's a, it's. It can be, if you're not accustomed to it, uh, it can be, wow, this this has taken a while, and um, it can be a little draining if you're really doing a dedicated focus mm-hmm. practice for a time like that. If you're doing, you know, a I shouldn't say standard Vipassana, if you're doing more of a Vipassana where you're just, I shouldn't even say just, paying attention to what comes and goes as it moves through you, um, you have opportunities to relax and to rest into things. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit, and that's where some of the relaxation stuff can some come in but if you ever do a an hour and twenty minutes of of focus practice that can you, you feel it afterwards you feel it afterwards and mm-hmm. this was that for sure yeah and um when so that was Monday that was Tuesday. so yesterday afternoon I was noticing that I was trying to look at something um I am not able to focus on this and I don't mean with my uh the the spotlight of my mind. I mean with my with my eyes. Uh it was like this it wasn't blurry. It wasn't fuzzy. It was like I I think it's words, but I can't uh sort of make out what they what they sort of are. So I went through the check down. It's like, yes, I'm getting old. I'm gonna you know, maybe I need to move it farther away. Maybe I need to move it closer. Maybe I'll take my glasses off and read it. And it's like, it's not nothing's working here. Um I think my eyes are shot. I've been looking at a screen all day long for few days now, a few days now, um, and probably about 70% of my day has been looking at something exactly uh, 28 inches away from, from my face. Yeah. And uh, and I noticed that, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll give my eyes a break, and I'll go do something else, and, you know, take a walk, and you of whatever. And I haven't been noticing a lot, but you can feel, I feel it in my eyes. My right. eyes feel tired. Um, you, when you logged on uh, to record this today, you were having an experience that I think was a little more uh, amplified than the one that I was having.
0: Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> it certainly felt amplified. Yeah. um, Yeah. I was in some, I don't even know how to describe it, but you know, I've long had trouble with uh, dry eye in particular, and it tends to be somewhat seasonal. Um, but, you know, in the past, I've gone to the eye doctor and, you know, recommendations have been made like, well, you should try reading and writing less frequently. And I'm like, you, I am literally an English teacher. Like, right, right. like reading and writing is what I do for a living. It's like, like saying,
1: you should try doctoring less often. You right? know?
0: <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
0: uh what else you got? Um. So for a long time, I've had like some heavy duty eye drops that i take um and part of it is because um yeah i forget to blink like that's (laughs) right like like i have to get really conscious about it uh and it's particularly bad if i've been on screens um and i don't think i realized how much during the summer um even though i was doing a lot with technology i was also doing a lot offline um And so even though I didn't teach on Zoom until Wednesday, I attended a workshop on Monday through Zoom. Um, You know, I met with a colleague on Zoom on Monday. Uh, Yesterday, I had five hours of office hours on Zoom. um, And then we met and did not record a podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also met with another like I've just I've been on Zoom sort of non-stop for what seems like three days um yeah and even after i got off last night like i still had work to do to prep for today so i was still on a computer basically for 12 hours yesterday um so by the time i got off of my second class today um i had a phone call with my husband and i just like it was the first time i had really looked away from the computer and i was like my eyes are burning
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: so i put you know, I put eye drops in and, like, got this, like, crazy cold mask that we have in the freezer and put it on my eyes. Um, but then, yeah, by the time we logged on, like, my eyes were just, like, you know, I, I probably looked like I was, like, in tears when I Yeah, I was on. like, my
1: God, Sherry, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs>
0: Don't worry. I am not in distress, but yeah, my, my eyeballs are. Yeah,
1: it was my other voice. It wasn't, hey, Sherry, what's going on? It's like. Uh, so Hey Sherry, what's going on? What's going on?
0: <laughs> How are you? How are you doing over Something's there? Something's not How's okay. Going
1: uh, what's going on? Yeah,
0: you do have multiple layers of like Paul level concern. There's just like the hey, what's going on? There's the mm, what's going on? And then yeah, uh right. I think there was one day I got really sick, and <laughs> and the what's going on was a little yeah, more. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and, yeah, it's you know. Yeah. It's like
1: dude, right? You can you can say it 75 different ways, each meaning something very, very different.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like we both got caught up. So what'd you end up doing?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I put some eye drops in. Um, I While we were talking, even now while we're talking, I'm just not looking at you as often. Yeah. Because I'm right. like, I can still hear him. Right. Um, in fact, I was talking to a friend of mine um, who – She's actually had COVID and um, is having Mm. some long-lasting effects of COVID. Um, And eyesight is something that's really, really... Really? Yeah, really been impacted long-term. I haven't heard Um, that
1: one. I haven't heard that.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, she... Her eyesight is getting really, really fatigued. And so she's having to spend time... You know, even while we were talking, uh, she and I were on Zoom not too long ago. She was looking away from the screen just to keep... giving her her eyes that break yeah um but it's interesting you know i feel like every semester the first week we're back on the job um it's i don't know if we always talk about the physical demands of teaching um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like the first week back by the time i get home my feet hurt so badly um, now, part of this historically has probably been the footwear choices that I make. Yeah, might be. Um, I, <laughs>
1: I'm tempted to say I have not had that problem, but I, I have, right? I mean, that I, he, I've come back you know, on the first week and you yes. kind of worn out. He has fewer reasons.
0: problems as a result of his new balanced tennis shoes. Right. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, typically, like, my – just – the standing um and i don't i don't notice it after about the first week of class but boy that first week especially if i'm in three or four classes back to back to back yeah yeah you know your feet start to notice things and then when we moved to zoom instruction for the first time um in the spring i noticed sort of the opposite problem the effects of sitting for so long Mm mm-hmm um, so you ordered a thing right. to start helping you with that sitting issue.
1: I did. So uh, I have this wonderful tabletop uh, made of bamboo, sustainable, recyclable bamboo, and all that other kind of stuff. Well, I don't know if it's recyclable, sustainable bamboo. Um, and it doesn't have uh, a base. So right now I have it sitting on a cheap card table and my the standing platform underneath it, which will let me uh, raise and lower, it um, has been on the way for uh, longer than I anticipated, and mm-hmm. uh, that's supposed to arrive two days ago. And it's it's still in Baltimore, and it should it should get here soon, I hope. But once that comes in, I will actually be able to uh, mix it up between a stand and a, and, a, and a sit. And I already did the other day. I got a box, and I put my keyboard on it. I mm-hmm. angled the, the monitor up, and it's like it worked in a pinch. Uh, but, uh, in the not too distant, I'll have a little push button on the front of this. That's going to, I'm going to press it. It's going to raise up the whole thing and let me, let me stand up. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, uh, quite a bit, that'll actually. be nice.
1: Um, but I mean, for me, it was, uh, lecture's fine. It was, it was fine. It was lab days. You know, when you're in lab for two and a half hours, that, uh, floor is concrete and there might be some, uh, tile over it or some laminate, whatever it is. Uh, but make no mistake. Uh There's a concrete floor, uh, underneath there and all that, uh, laminate on top of it is for show. (laughs) Right. That is a concrete floor and it is not forgiving. And I didn't notice it in my, uh, feet and in my legs at the time. It's in my back, you know, it goes right up in your, in your lower back, you know? And, uh, if you're not, don't take a little sit break every once in a while or, uh, or stretch your back out a little bit you'll feel it by the end of the day that's for sure and i do get accustomed to it during this semester but not this semester i won't so um we'll see we'll see right. but, yeah i'm looking forward to do a little more standing at my at my station here my workstation
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's i mean it's kind of interesting I, and i'm sure you know we're thinking about this because we're teaching but i suspect just about everyone no matter what the profession is um there are ways that it impacts the physical body um, that like, we, I don't think we spend a lot of time talking about how jobs impact human bodies, um, but they do, right? Um Absolutely
1: do. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I, I feel like that's a part of dealing with pandemic life, um, that is, is challenging a lot of folks. Like, what does this look like for your physical body? Um. Also, for kids going back to school, what does this look like for their physical bodies? You know, like, even our students, um, you know, normally they're changing classes and they're at least getting themselves outside and walking, you know, walking for five minutes to get from building to building. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, talking to some of my students today, I'm really noticing, like, they're going from class to class. Sitting in one chair. Sitting
1: in one chair, yeah.
0: All day long. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I think I've, uh, and I think because most faculty, I think most teachers in general are probably on their feet. It's easy to forget the experience that the other people in your your space are having when they're engaged in a different activity for an hour and 15, an hour and 20 minutes. Yesterday, I gave my kids a break. It was like, about halfway through, it was like, you know what, take five, get something to drink, stand up, stretch out um today though i just blew right through it i didn't even think about it um because i, th- I think possibly because the class is in the morning and i was already sort of fresh ish yeah. my body was still a little recovery but um recovered from the previous day but uh with my afternoon class on tuesdays and thursdays i was like uh, you know what i want to take five so you should <laughs> you should as well uh if you if you want but today i just blew right through it so i'm gonna have to remember on my on my uh monday wednesday to give them five minutes
0: yeah 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 it's, in the middle of it yeah it's interesting what you have to remind yourself of you know the other thing that i always uh did when i was on campus like i drank a ton of water all day long when i was on campus um and partially it was because this was like this was how i reminded myself to get up from my desk is i would like yeah knock back a whole bottle of water and i also have this weird um, so I have an anxiety thing about filtered water and I'm very particular about where I'll drink water from. Uh, so in my mind, I've convinced myself there is only one water fountain on campus that I believe that yeah, I've deemed right, worthy of my right. drinking. Uh, and it happens to be <laughs> a water fountain that's uh, just outside Paul's office.
1: Yeah. It's right <laughs> there. It's right there. I think that was the first one of those, those, uh, bottle filler
0: mm-hmm. filtered
1: water. Yeah. I think it was the first one of those they had on the campus.
0: Yeah, so originally it was, there was one in CG and there was one in um, the student service, like the CA building. CA, yeah. Um,
1: CA might have been first, yeah. Yeah,
0: but um, in my mind, like that is the CG one right outside Paul's office uh, is right outside an administrative office. So in my mind, I've always thought, you know, that's probably the one they're going to change the filter on the most. Yeah.
1: Right. Cause that's one of the provost. anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so I, but I would always get up and like go for a nice walk outside of my building to a different building, get some water, uh, see some sunshine, maybe pop by and nag a colleague, uh, who's nearby my favorite water fountain. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I live in a condo of 562 square feet. The journey to get water does not require going outside. Uh doesn't really get me many steps. And no, there's not, that was, not that a... That was a nice s- walk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's not a single colleague on the way. That was the only other thing I was going to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice walk, though, from your office over to, over to the other building. I mean, our campus is not hideous. I mean, there are trees and there's grass and there's stuff. So, um, that was a nice walk. So, um, even having, when I first started, my office was down the hallway from the classroom that I had, mm-hmm. uh, that, that wasn't too many steps in those days. But uh, since I've moved, it's a little farther away, which I'm, I'm convinced is a good thing. Um, but I do remember, I mean, this is my, you know, what, 12th, 13th, whatever year actually in a classroom, as a profession. And uh, every year at the beginning of the academic semester, I, uh, I feel the toll on the body that the profession demands mm-hmm. if you do it in the way that I do it anyway. Um, and I, every year I'm surprised by mm-hmm. it. Somehow it's like, wow, that really wear me out. And it's like I thought that exact same thing in the exact same day for the past 13 years. But uh still it's sort of there, but this one's this one's different. It's mm-hmm. the um the wear and tear is in in different places this year than it was. It's still wear and tear and some exhaustion. But it's not uh it's not the usual places. Right. And I think that's the convo, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's always wear and tear, but it definitely does feel different this year. Um yeah. it's a lot
1: more neck up, it's a lot more neck up. For me, anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still trying to kind of piece it together. And I feel like I'm also... I'm a little... I think I'm actually more in denial that it's happening. Um, Hmm. In fact, yesterday, you and I were on a call... And you were like, you just crashed, didn't you? And I was like, I feel I, w- I responded a little bit like a toddler who's been told that they need to go to bed. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I haven't. I have not. No. Um, But I had to- like, I got offline and I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally did crash. <laughs> like, um, And so instead, like. So I think it's an interesting thing for me, like, I need to acknowledge the fact that this is impacting my body in a way that's different and i have to acknowledge it um and that's the part i don't like
1: yeah i don't like it either
0: i like um i
1: don't like it either
0: like i think every year i have this conversation with myself where i'm like stupid body why are you so fragile
1: mm-hmm. like
0: if i could go with the energy and speed of my mind without having to like drag along this lumpy human flesh i would be so much more productive paul
1: well i don't know yeah that's a good question um because i was as you were as you were saying that i was thinking if i could um if i could go along at the at the rate of my mind i wouldn't get anything done um my body provides just enough of a uh, of an anchor of action (laughs) inactivity <laughs> that it's like it's it forces me to slow down a little bit and think about is it, do i re- oh i really want to do this do i really mm, no my body no no, no. right uh, so my body sort of forces me because like god if i did everything my brain told me to do it'd be, uh, <laughs> it would, it would be a disaster it's a good thing i don't maybe that's yeah. think about it but
0: yeah maybe i should be a little kinder to my body and see it as an equalizer
1: yeah and that takes effort that takes a little work you know, being kind to the body, and I think that's what we're we're both learning is our bodies are talking to us mm-hmm. in different ways than we might be used to. And we you never like to hear when your body uh, offers feedback in a concerning way. Yet it's hard to deny when you can't see anything. Yeah. You know, when your eyes are when you when you can't focus on words, when you can't see, when you can't you know, when you put putting eye drops in, when you're you know taking your glasses off and putting them back on, trying to figure out what the right distance is. Right. Houston, we have a problem. And um, I think it's this, just this notion that if you're sitting down and you're typing on something or talking on uh, a web chat or a web call, it's not work.
2: Mm-hmm. It doesn't
1: look like work. You're just sitting there talking to your class. Yeah. It's not work. I don't know why you should be so tired.
0: I mean, that's... It's interesting what we tell ourselves are the things that make us tired and the things that actually do make us tired versus what energizes us. Like... Yeah. You know, like, one of the things I know, like, right now, I've been kind of in the habit of going for a morning walk. Um mm-hmm. Like... You know, I, I kinda ease myself into the day, and so often around nine thirty is when I have enough space in my life to go out and I go for like just half hour, forty five minute walk, and I listen to podcasts, and that's something that I've been doing for weeks that's like really great for me, mind, body, all of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I teach at nine thirty <sighs> three days a week. And so like so this is part of like i have not left my condo today (laughs) you know and it's like um that has an impact it does in a way and so um you know on the one hand i get to sleep in a little more because i don't have to commute but on the other hand i have not been outside today
1: yeah, that can't be great, and that, and that's part of the eye thing as well. You know, looking at stuff that's farther away. You know, in in my condo, it's like I, I don't think I can find things to look at that are farther away in the space where I spend most of my time during the day. That's more than five feet. Yeah, it's more than five feet.
0: Right. That is one thing that I, I did before the first day of the week. This week, I realized. How I had my desk was not going to be sustainable for the right, semester. Right, I remember that. Yeah, remember yeah. That. and part of that was just because I did, you know, on I did not necessarily want my students, colleagues, friends, whatever, all having to see my bed in the background. There's mm-hmm. just something wasn't the look I wanted to go for. Um, so I turned my desk, and one of the effects of it is I can actually look out a north-facing window uh, in my house. Nice. And I actually really like, um, so I can see some trees. Sure, I can see the roof of a building too, but I can see some trees. I can see, you know, some clouds. I can actually watch planes because I live pretty close to an airport. Right. And I I think that there's something good about that, being able to give yourself, your eyes, something to focus on that's beyond the screen in front of you.
1: Yeah, I'm looking out my window now too. I have to turn significantly to to do it, but I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I think it snuck up on both of us. So um, I think we both sort of found ourselves maybe at this point where it had gone on long enough that we were starting to notice the results without thinking that we were actually on that on that path. It's like, oh my god, I can't read anything. Yeah, I think you had a similar experience, and uh. Last night, I made uh, an unfortunate decision not acknowledging my state of mm-hmm. uh, fatigue. And uh, that not only affected me after afterwards, but this morning when I when I woke up too, I, I, it cut into my sleep. I didn't sleep well, probably because of that interaction that I had. And then uh, whenever you combine a little bit of physical fatigue, emotional, mental exhaustion, with not a lot of sleep what could possibly go wrong
0: <laughs> right know, what,
1: what could possibly go wrong
0: right well so wrong? so i have a question about that unfortunate experience that you had do you think that the experience like what was the nature of what made it not go well was it because you you're you were already in a place where you weren't properly resourced was it the nature of the actual experience? Like what do you think caused that particular evening encounter to not not be what you needed it to be?
1: I was I think it it was the state of my uh, I think it was the state of my mind and body going in.
0: Mm-hmm. the
1: conversation in and of itself, because you know, I, I'm just thinking it's like the conversation I had. If I had a good night's sleep and it was, you know, mid morning, it would have been fine. It would mm-hmm. have been fine, you know. But because it wasn't, it was, it was, it was not hugely fine. And so the question that I ask myself is, uh, so what did I do wrong here? You know, uh, and in in hindsight, you know, when when you do this, it, like, because it did, it, it did affect my sleep. You know, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about it and I was kind of irritated about it. And so I didn't sleep particularly well. Uh, and then I woke up this morning and I was still thinking about a little bit, but I had my class coming up and then it was about to start this day of this other stuff again. And it just sort of all snowballed into this thing where I just wasn't, uh, wasn't feeling too hot uh, about it. And, and what, what was happening at the time and I was a little freaked out and it was like, oh my God. Um, uh, had I had this conversation in the morning, after a good night's sleep and something to eat, I was hungry at the mm-hmm. time I had not eaten dinner yet. Uh, I had not eaten dinner yet, so it was like it's like it's like a lot of times when if you're a migraine sufferer, you have a migraine and you think, "Oh my God, I have no idea why I had that migraine. that just come out of the blue. But then when you look back at it, it's like you literally almost did everything you possibly could have to increase the odds of that happening. you know, it was just doing what what you could have predicted yeah hindsight. this was that it's like there's absolutely no way i should have i should have had that conversation when i did and the conversation was fine in any other circumstance it would have been fine
0: mm-hmm. well so it's kind of fascinating because when we had when we had a conversation earlier about the fact that you had had an unexciting afternoon call um i was really surprised that you had had that because we got off our last zoom call around six. And when I last spoke to you, you were eating nuts out of a random can of nuts because it was dinner time and you were dinner, hungry. Yeah. And like, we both, right? Like we had both, I think, uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we had both hit that wall together where we were both like, Ugh, nothing good can come of us continuing. We should hang up now. Yeah. It's and, time to, yeah. <laughs> and, and go take care of our humanness
1: time to freshen up
0: and so i went and had dinner uh and had some downtime drank some water and then i started to realize man at the end of that call like i was really like paul was right i did crash and i wasn't in a good place i'm so glad i'm taking some time to refresh myself but then paul was like i should take this call
1: i did other things yeah i did, <laughs> I did other things um I actually took a walk, uh, a quick okay. little walk. Uh, we got it. We got a quick one in after we were done. It's like, eh, well we'll, well, we'll we'll do quick dinner and then I'll, we'll take a walk first and we'll make dinner. And um, as I was getting as I was getting dinner, sort of thought about is when I guess it was about seven. I guess it was about seven. And um, I just should have known better than to than to do this, you know. And um, it was fine. In terms of like nothing blew up and it, it is what it is, but uh, I didn't do myself any favors that way. And so I, I was finding overnight, as I was laying in bed awake, uh, and having my sleep affected by uh, by doing by doing things the way that I I did them without thinking about the consequences of them. That I was relying on my I was relying very heavily on my. Don't believe anything that your mind says in the middle of the night rule. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's why I have that rule. I have that rule because I do dumb shit, <laughs> and <laughs> which affects my sleep, which makes me have a rule like that. I don't, I don't like the rule any more than anybody likes the rule. But um, if you don't take care of yourself and acknowledge what you need and acknowledge that you're not uh, invincible mm-hmm. and you do incur fatigue and wear and tear during the course of a day, both mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, name it, name it, name it, um, uh, I, may I, may I live a life where my rule can be, uh, left, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: left behind, and what I learned last night, what a gift this is, is that I'm not there yet, and there's still some things I can do Mm -hmm. to, uh, to not and you know with all the other stuff with the f- mental fatigue with the vision getting blurry with uh the you know the the after hours call every everything was fine everything would have been fine if I would able to get a good night's sleep afterwards but I didn't and so that it, it the whole thing bled bled over into today right because I didn't I didn't get good enough sleep to clear it out
0: yeah well and I mean. So, it happened to you recently, but it's not as though this is not a thing that has happened to me, right? Like, I think a lot of people do this kind of thing. Like, you look at your phone, you see who's calling, and you're like, oh, I mean, what am I doing? I'm just doing the dishes. I could take this call real quick. Yeah. Um, right. And and so you think, like, hypothetically, like, yeah, I can take this call. I can multitask. I can do both things. Um. But can I and is it best for me, to are not the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, and th- I feel like this is, like, a hard lesson that I keep having to learn over and over again. Um, like, trying to figure out, like, not am I able to do this, but is it the best choice? Um So yesterday was Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday nights, usually... Tuesdays are a long day. Like, I record a podcast, and then um, I basically typically stay up all night watching Fish, um, Mm. the band, Uh, because they stream a live show uh, every Tuesday night at 8.30. And I love this. It is one of my favorite things that I do all week long in pandemic life. Um, The show comes on at 8.30, and I watch the whole show and it's beautiful because fish is beautiful uh and i text with my friend ryan through the most of the show if not mm-hmm. all of the show and it's just it's a good time yeah right, um right but last night like i i sort of sat there and thought about it and i thought you know the first day of class always makes me nervous i'm already rattled just i mean it's fine it's always fine but you know it's going to take a lot of mental bandwidth. And if I stay up till midnight doing this thing that I love. I'm not going to have the resources to do the thing. This other thing that I actually do love, which is teaching. Yeah. Um, and later in the semester, I probably will. But because the first week takes such. Boy, it's just like it's I knew this year isn't going to be different. I'm not going to suddenly have energy. After yeah, right. I, Right. right. So, um, yeah. So I ended up calling it and just, you know, um, sorry, Ryan. I told you I couldn't do it. Um, so Ryan had to watch on his own, and I went to bed at a proper time. But as a result, I think I was more resourced to be in my classroom today. Um mm. But it's not like that's not a thing I normally do. Normally, I I say to myself, surely, Sherry. If you're not a wimp, you can do it all.
2: Yeah, right,
1: right.
0: Narrator: She could not do it <laughs> all.
1: Morgan Freeman comes in, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she could not do it all. Neither could he. And um, so I think, yeah, what's getting me, you know, here I am, surprised for the thirteenth year in a row. Uh, but you know, this this does feel this does feel a little bit different. So um, I think the. The, uh, the lessons learned here for how to uh, best prepare yourself, how to take care of yourself, how to be a little more mindful and thoughtful mm-hmm. of how fatigue might be coming, coming up on you in order for you to respond to things in the way that you best can to be sort of your best self as you go. Because I know I was not my best self last night. Uh, in, in what I was doing. Uh, and Why would I be, given the given all the things that have been going on this week? Um, and in hindsight, it's obvious, but I- at the time, it, it, it might not have been. Um, so what are some of the, you know, not rules, not guidelines, what, what's, what are some of the things that uh, a pandemic existence might bring in for us to help us care for ourselves? Because, uh, like, when we were all living our pre- Pandemic lives. I think we knew how we felt when we felt exhausted because we feel exhausted always this time of year. We sort of knew what to do, and it 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 didn't feel great, but it was something that you had felt before, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Beginning of the semester, fine, fine, fine. Um, I'll adjust to it. I have no idea how long this adjustment period is going to last. Um, because I haven't felt this way before, and so I think as we discover. What are the things that we can do to create the conditions that we can talk to our listeners about that would set us up to be um, well prepared Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: we don't incur more damage on ourselves than we have to as we adjust to new situations? And I do realize that this conversation seems a little particular um, because we are talking about people interacting in a particular and specific profession But there are all kinds of people that are sending kids back to school these days, you know, and there's all kinds of people that are, I mean, I think in the, not necessarily in the exact same situation that you and I are in with our our profession, but similar ones where this could absolutely cross over as something that could be something to pay attention to.
0: Well, and I'm sure even if people are not just going back, they are entering, what, their fifth month of remote Working right, like this is perhaps, uh, perhaps people are already still feeling the physical effects of this life, um, and maybe they haven't figured out how to navigate around it yet. Um, I think for me, the question I keep thinking about is so we know that this feels different, we know that many of us are facing challenges that look different from what we've experienced in our lifetimes before, Mm -hmm. what does an early alert system look like? Because that's what we kind of need, right? Like, oh, like you noticed what was happening to you, but you were already in the call, right?
1: Yeah, right. Um, I noticed what was happening. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, there was a day recently where, like, I got to the end of the day and I just felt completely beaten up. And I was like, what is happening? And then I realized it was a pattern of self-talk that had been kind of happening all day. Mm-hmm. So, so what does an early alert system look like? How do you know that the effects of your life choices uh, or life conditions are starting to stack up?
1: Yeah, your, your states and your traits and your conditions and your environment that you're in and how they're sort of moving through you and uh, how you're paying for each one of them, so to speak, maybe. Yeah. Um I don't know. I think uh, something that, uh, as I think anyone who has listened to this podcast at any appreciable amount of time or any appreciable number of episodes realizes by now is that I have a meditation practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, no time in the last five or six days have I during the middle of the day said, you know what I'm gonna check in with myself and see how I'm feeling. It's like 20 years of a practice just completely went out the window. It's like I don't know, I forgot I it didn't seem like it was anything that would creep up on me but um, had I done that? had I done that just that yeah. little two minute, 30 second, one minute, whatever. I'm just gonna sit down and check in and see how I'm how I'm doing. The the or is, they call it the uh, what is it the three uh, the three the three breath check in, mm-hmm. right? Or the thirty second check in, you know. Uh, and you can you can sit quietly, and you can take three breaths. And the first one is uh, how am I, what am I, what am I feeling right now? And then you take another breath and you say, what am I thinking right now? And The next thing is like, what is the next thing I have to do? Yeah, and it sort of refocuses you back into the present. Uh, you get a little oxygen moving through. That's never a bad thing. You had a few minutes where you just, you know what, I'm just going to put everything outside and I'm just going to focus on the inside for a minute. That can be a little bit of a break mm-hmm. and uh, it can give some clarity on like, what actually is the thing that you need to do? Because if you don't do that check-in and this is part of the exhaustion that comes in as well. Um, I got 45 things I got to do, mm-hmm. you know, and every one of them is taking up space somewhere in my head and, um, it gets to the point when things get frantic in the first week of a, of a semester, having 45 things in your head and having four to five, 45 things on a piece of paper in front of you on a list. There's not a difference there. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, do you want to look at 45 things in your head or do you want to look at 45 things that you need to do on a piece of paper? It's like, there's not a hell of a difference here. Um, so at least taking a minute, you know what? The list is there. I'm going to set that list down. I'm going to take a breath. How am I feeling? How's my body doing? Uh, anything need a little attention right now? What am I thinking? Uh, what's my emotional state? Okay. Now what, what is the thing that I, what is the one thing that I can do? Because, uh, the frustration and the exhaustion partially comes from the fact that you do have a million things you're trying to do that are all calling for your attention. Yet you can only do one of them at a time. So how do you choose what the right one is? And you know that it's a challenge when, as you're, as you're doing one you're thinking about some of the others. Mm-hmm. And it's like how do you how do you get around that? How do you circumvent that? I would recommend the three breath, uh, the free breath, the three breath reset. That's what they call it, the three breath reset. Uh, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And what is the next thing that I, what is the thing I need to do right now for my own personal? Uh, yeah, this is, they they say it. What is the next thing you need to do? It's really like what is the thing you need to do right now that addresses the first two points, right? That is like yeah. now that I see a little more clearly, what is the important thing? Uh, what's the critical thing for me to do right now? What is the best thing for me to do for my own mental health and stability? And maybe it's maybe it's send that email that you are avoiding. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, grade go start grading that stack because it's been piling up and you can't avoid it. Maybe it's hydrate, get a drink of water. Maybe it's go outside and check the mail, even though you know for a fact the mail has not yet arrived. <laughs> but it's it, it doesn't look like you're slacking off. You just take your mail key and you go outside and you get, you know, a little five minutes. Yeah. Five minutes in of looking at something farther away, getting some fresh air. And God help you, some vitamin D is never a bad thing. Um, yeah. That would have helped. And I, I did not do that. And it, it just never came to me because for a variety of reasons, not the least of which I think is that – it's It doesn't feel like work in the way that I'm used to it because we haven't done this before.
0: Right. You know, the other thing that as you're talking, the other thing I'm thinking about is how many mental cues I have in my office at Nova mm-hmm. that remind me to do the things that I need to do. Right? Like, um. <laughs> I have these scrabble tiles, as you know, uh that are magnetic in my office. And I don't know how many other people have ever noticed this, but I have a set of those that are lined up along the top of a f- bookshelf. That's um a, one of those little
1: one it's like one of those little three-foot, four-foot bookshelves, those metal steel case ones, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And so it's directly eye line with where I look if I'm looking at the people that are sitting in my office. Yeah. Um, and those little magnetic tiles say be here now Mm -hmm. um at different points um they have said something like be here now uh that's enough something like that i don't even remember because it's been so long since i looked at them um but i have that in the office and i think that emphasis on now helps me i also have a sign what as soon as i walk in the door that says uh spread kindness build community which Reminds me, like, you know, like, I need to be reminded occasionally in my workday. Like, are you leading with kindness, even though you're cranky and you need a glass of water? Um, In my desk, like, I have a drawer in my desk that when you pull it out, there's a post-it note that's sitting in there uh, that says, uh, release your jaw. Because I carry a lot of my tension.
1: That's a good one.
0: In my jaw. And so every now and then, like I just need to look at something that reminds me, stop clenching your jaw, lady. Uh and it's amazing, like as soon as I'm reminded and I learned this in uh yo my yoga practice, like my yoga teacher would say, release your jaw. And then I would do that, and I'd be like, oh, Why have I been carrying so much tension yeah, there? Yeah. Um
1: Right, right.
0: So I don't know if we're always um like, you know, like you're, you're, you know, you've got 20 years of a meditation practice. Yes. Uh, but in the thick of all this chaos of figuring out how to do this in a place you've never actually done this. Yeah. This kind of work.
1: Yeah. Novelty. It's novelty. Y-
0: you might need some, you might need some reminders that say, hey, Paul, three breaths.
1: Three breaths. Yeah. Um, And had I been paying attention last night, after uh after you and I talked, uh, I would have found plenty of things that were telling me my state of affairs, not the least of which another one I get. Um the the muscles in mm-hmm. the top of my neck that hold onto my skull uh mm-hmm. get tight and achy. Yeah. It's like if how do I hold tension in the upper part of my neck where my muscles hit against my skull? That doesn't make sense. I don't even know how to flex those things. Um but, you know, uh, I noticed them this morning, it's like, yeah, my neck does hurt right there where it always does when I'm really stressed out, you know, and there was some a little bit of neck stretches going on
2: mm-hmm. this morning
1: to loosen them up, but you can mindfully relax those muscles too. Yeah. Um, and while you're mindfully react uh, relaxing them, you can also be thinking, why are these so tight anyway? What's going on? What am I doing? What am I right. doing? Clearly, there's something going on. So. You know, this would be a good activity to um, ask our our listeners about. It's like, what are your tells? Yeah, that you would pay attention to that that tell you that uh, we're getting there. And something else that I do have, I wasn't feeling it yesterday, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it started to sneak up here now that this semester has started. I stop talking from my diaphragm and I start I talk from my from my throat. Um, ah yes, and it's like my my diaphragm wears out, uh, my lungs get tight, and it's like how, and it's like I'm talking, but it's like I'm really pushing those words out, and my brain is just saying, stop talking, stop talking. You know, it's like my brain starts getting <laughs> thick, uh, and it's just like I'm forcing words out of my throat. Yeah, uh, and that's another that's another one that tells me that I'm not just not that just that I've talked a lot, but that I'm just cooked.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah, cooked
1: it's like, yeah. I just need to not talk and watch something stupid on Netflix or take a walk or something.
0: Right. And it's, you know, it's kind of interesting because I feel like, you know, I know my husband knows that I am going to be completely fried and cooked this week.
1: Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't ask for a lot because you're, uh,
0: right? like, <laughs> you're not
1: going to get a lot. Right. You're not
0: going to get a lot. If you're
1: looking for meaningful interactions during the first week of the semester, right? Yeah. Keep,
0: working. Keep like, working. And I know... That my dear friend Paul is going to be cooked this week, right? Because this is what it is, right? I know all, like, I am wishing all the wellness to all of our friends and colleagues. Because, I mean, how many people have I talked to this week who are back at work for the first week who are already exhibiting a lot of signs of yeah. overwhelm? Yeah, there has been a
1: lot. Yeah, I've heard of a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've heard of a lot myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, I think, you know, our lives like this is like New Year's for us because we live lives on an academic calendar. Um, But yeah. we are we are getting close to the start of a new season anyway. Yeah, um, we are. I think now is a good time for folks to kind of like check in with like, well, what is the state of affairs? Like if you haven't been uh paying attention to the early alert system of your body like now maybe now's a good time to do an audit um
1: yeah that is a good that is a good idea um that is a very good idea and i mean with our you know with our uh intention i think to sort of pay a little bit of attention to uh the seasons and what the seasons are doing I, I, I want to say autumn, but I don't call it autumn. I call it fall. Just because I'm from, I don't know. It's fall. Fine. Fall, right, uh, is about cooling, slowing, you know, getting ready for a state of dormancy. We're going to start uh, doing more uh, stews and roasting in the oven and things like that. More root vegetables and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's it's kind of, a, and the days are getting shorter already.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, we, yeah. uh,
1: you know, we we try to take a walk at, at the end of the day, and we're we're leaving earlier these days because it's getting dark. It's getting dark earlier. Yeah. And um, it as you move into that that period of time where uh, there is some dormancy and there is some uh, regeneration and there is a little bit of uh, I'm just going to sit down for a little bit here and think about what I've done as it gets. The days get shorter and cooler and you focus more on hearty, healthy things that bring warmth and fuzziness. It's not a bad time. It's not. It's not a bad time.
0: It's also, you know, as we start moving towards winter, I feel like, and maybe we'll talk more about this on our fall episode that will happen as we move towards season three, right? But fall... I'm trying to get in the habit of thinking about fall as a time to shed what is no longer serving me. Yeah. Um and so I've been really amazed at the number of times in the last 2 weeks the word no has come out of my mouth. Yeah. Um and or out of my fingers cuz I'm typing emails that say it. Um so I think You know, saying no to a lot more, like seeing what kinds of things, like there's so much. And I know we talk about saying no on this podcast a lot, but I am astonished by how many things I had said yes to, how many, how often I would encourage other people who I love in my life to say yes to all the things and grin and bear it, just persevere, um, Right. I don't know that that's the right thing. So, um, so saying no and then, you know, preparing for times that are off. So, one of the things that I've done in my syllabi this year is specifically stated that I'm not going to be checking email after 6 p.m. or before 9 a.m. Yeah. And probably rarely on weekends. Um, and I'm, I think that like having boundaries and times where like, yeah, I'm just not going to – I'm not going to be on yeah. a technology thing.
1: Right. Right. And more. moreover, our students should not be sending emails after 6 or before 9 or on weekends. You know, they can take some time off too. I yeah, should our students – and, and that's fine because I like that should. It's like maybe think about not sending an email.
0: You know i invite you to only work on my class during yeah i mean yeah that's... during class yeah during class mm-hmm.
1: i mean is uh is what are we now we're 20 uh, twice a week uh mind anyway so two two hours and 40 minutes a week isn't enough
0: well so here's the thing right is like i've enough? been thinking i've been starting to think about this a lot. How much does academia, like, and the pursuit of a college degree, I think that there is, like, this really unhealthy cultural tradition where we teach students to not have boundaries, to work themselves until they are dead, um, and to call that productivity. Right. Um, and, like, look at that as being a virtue, um... Pulling an all nighter is a sign of dedication, except it shouldn't be because yeah, it's right. actually very unhealthy. Like we know that there are like sleep is necessary for the health of a human. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to think about as I'm leaning into this fall semester, like how can I pull back on that cult of praising unhealthy habits? And like actually be the kind of teacher that teaches students how to thrive and realizing yeah. that that's going to mean sometimes they're not going to get all the little check boxes for my right. class done.
1: Right. And instead of instead of rewarding students um, for the shocking amount of work they dedicate outside of class, reward them for their dedication, work and engagement while they are in the class.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like while they're in because um,
1: that's where the work is.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think I want to reward self-destructive behavior.
1: Yeah. What would that so But I think I could, like? What would that Academia
0: Academia set like? up to do that?
1: Yeah. It has been for I mean those were the lessons I learned when I was in graduate school.
0: Right? You know. Yeah. Um But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of this that is that feels scandalous as I look at the tenor of the conversation as we're talking about how we prepare students to go back this fall. And I'm not thinking about our institution necessarily, but I'm just thinking about like there's a lot of discussion about how to get students to do the most stuff and yeah, how right. to keep them from cheating and at the highest
1: rate possible Mm -hmm. uh the highest rate possible
0: yeah yeah i i i think that there's some the some unhealthy patterning uh we're boy it is just so cultural to expect no one to have boundaries to everyone just to grind and we call that an a student
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: gross Uh
1: It is gross. And I think that that push towards rate uh, that, uh, you know, get this done, work hard, get it in as fast as possible, you know, get, get things done as quickly as possible, fast turnaround. Uh, presumes there's a destination where there really isn't. It presumes there's a destination and there isn't. Yeah. And what are the, and that's that focus on, you need to learn this, 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 and this. And if you do that, then you'll get this and then you'll have this and then you'll be able to do that. And then you're going to be productive person in in your society. None of that is true. None of that is true. Um, What do I need to be a a happy person with a fulfilling life where I do things that are meaningful to me? And if that were the premise of a syllabus and of a set of behaviors and of a a plan going into keeping a calendar and a schedule, all of those things I think would look very different than what, Mm -hmm. what many of us are familiar
0: with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe uh, some folks could send in some suggestions on what they think uh, a a syllabus would look like uh, if they did that. Um, What was your classroom experience like? What Mm -hmm. was your college or high school or whatever experience like that uh, you found not to be productive? Because we see this all the time, Sherry. Uh mm-hmm. in my in my bio one oh two class we we do a recap of bio one oh one. You know how much of bio one oh one is retained from what <laughs> from what's precious little precious little you know a lot of times you know and I'm oftentimes I'm pleasantly surprised at how much of at least the big picture kind of stuff is, is carried over but much of the nuance that is agonized over in bio one oh one is lost is mm-hmm. lost not just in I, three months over the summer, but in one month over the winter break or a week between the summer session and the, and the fall session. Um, yeah. and so what am I supposed to do? You know, am I supposed to go back and reteach them the details or realize that maybe the details here are, are in, is, is as agonizingly prescient as they've been taught to believe? You know, after all, and this is the conversation I had with my, uh, with my class today. If you want to know those extraordinarily nuanced details about those those enzymatic reactions, there's the internet. Yeah, that's what the internet is for. It's uh, and maybe that's sort of a, a throwback to what this this conversation is and why we're feeling what we're what we're feeling. It's trying to use the brain to be good at something that it's not designed to be good at.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The brain is not a good warehouse of information. It's not good at clear information storage in most people it's about right. being creative and thinking about stuff and worrying about things it's not it's not a place to store information for later right because as its primary as its primary it can do that as its primary function
0: yeah well i mean i think it kind of speaks to this issue of like what is what are we doing as humans right like are you trying to be the best human encyclopedia cool how's that working out for you like like what does it actually mean to be alive is like if being human was about being an encyclopedia like boy what a horrible existence like
1: yeah right
0: um I think that there's some really creepy sci-fi out there where humans are actually just used as like databases like that, like
1: yeah, right, right
0: We're made for so much more than just information storage,
1: sure, absolutely, for of course, of course, yeah,
0: um, but then yeah, I, so yeah, what would what would this syllabus on being a good human, being a happy human? What's the happy human syllabus look like?
1: I think it is possibly something we recorded recently
0: mm-hmm.
1: gets to this little bit um we we recorded this to release to our classes. maybe we'll send it out on 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 our podcast. maybe we won't. The habits of mind right right uh the right. the eight habits uh you know far more about these than I do. These eight habits that, if cultivated, might be a good thing. I don't know. They seem to be the the traits that uh, would be of import for someone uh, as life skills, not necessarily as how do we get an A in biology skills and then never use those skills again. These are good things.
0: Yeah. So, you know, the eight habits that Paul is referring to come from uh, this document that is called the Framework for Success for Post-Secondary Writing. And there's a lot of people in education that are doing stuff with habits of mind right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the eight habits that we're referring to are not the only the only framework. Like, there are other education people who will throw a different eight at you. Yeah. But I right. – and maybe it's because I'm a writing studies person. I love the eight that we recorded about because I just think that they're so – like, Regardless of whether you're in academia, if you make these eight habits, eight habits that you try to cultivate, I think they make for a pretty, a pretty fulfilled life in a lot of ways. Yeah. So, Paul, what are the eight?
1: The eight are. uh, You have them up, don't you? I do. Yeah, I do. They're right here. Yeah. Um, Okay. Curiosity. Uh Openness. Mm-hmm. And that's about uh, considering different ways and different realities that people might be experiencing. Um, just the not agreeing with them, but just being opening to considering them. Yeah. Engagement. Engagement. Uh, mm-hmm. A sense of investment and involvement in learning. Just that could be a helpful thing. Creativity. Mm-hmm. Persistence. Responsibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Flexibility. And metacognition
0: it's my favorite
1: which when i read i said what
0: yeah everybody always is like what meta yeah
1: who yeah the other the others is like obviously obviously of course yeah that makes total sense metacognition could you give us a a little brief on that
0: sure How, how would you describe that uh so metacognition you know essentially it's a little reductive to say it's thinking about your thinking uh, but sometimes reductive works. Um, so that's Which is kind of, exactly
1: how I would describe
0: it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's
1: obviously he's thinking about your thinking.
0: Yeah. I mean, we could get further into it, but, um, you know, a lot of it is just like reflection. Um, and it's exactly what our meditative practice really calls right. us to do. I think, right. um, it's like, it's an awareness practice is what it really is. Um, so taking time out to be like hmm how does this sit with me what am i what am i experiencing as i am navigating the world um yeah and i you know i really like this list um and i feel like i'm usually working on one or more of these habits as a human person um regardless right like they're just um yeah even, like, you know, you you hear one, like, engagement, and you think, oh, that's a student thing. um Except, what if you live your life not engaged, right? Like, I think this is what happens. We've talked before about uh, Tara Brack's idea of trance, and how you can move, your, move through life just sort of bumbling along because you're not fully aware.
1: Right, right.
0: Well, I think another way of talking about that is not being engaged, right? Like, we're just... We're moving through life passively or we're trying to, you know, just, you know, self-soothe or or stay in a world of escapism so that we're not fully present. Um, and I think it takes a bold choice to be engaged with your life and not just check out.
1: Yeah, and that does require quite a bit of awareness and attention. That mm-hmm. um, does require checking in and paying attention and honestly. Um, Noticing how you're feeling about stuff and what's moving through you, and having the courage to feel those things, uh, to acknowledge them fully, so you know exactly what your what your state is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because only then, I think, can you be uh, prepared enough and informed enough to make decisions Mm -hmm. uh, responsibly. Which is number six responsibility. You know, it's the responsibility to address. Uh, how you who you really are and what's really moving through you in your own. I mean, I again, I, I try to avoid the phrase personal truth, but personal truth of, of who you are and what's what's moving through and how you're reacting to things and how you're fitting into uh, the puzzle that you've sort of made for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the other day when we recorded our little podcast for our students about this, which I say little, but that thing was, yeah, it was an, an hour, hour and, and a half, half long. Yeah,
1: it's like little. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: like listeners you think this has gone on for a minute yeah <laughs> just you wait um you listen to that but one towards the end of that one we well i think you asked me and it sort of caught me off guard so i'm gonna throw it back at you and see cool cool um so we discussed which one of these eight are you working on and uh i'm curious if you would have the same answer now but it yeah doesn't me matter. too um uh, yeah. too. because it's like i don't
1: know if i remember what i said um What would it have been? I'm looking through them now. Uh, It's not curiosity. I'm always pretty curious about the world. Um, Openness is a challenge these days, I think, for folks because, I mean, I have this idea about the way that I want this stuff to go and uh, not much of it is going that way. Because – not because something is going wrong, just because our brains do a lousy job at predicting how things are going to go. And, you know, that's par for the course if you're aware of it. Um, I'm not I, – I, I, I'm not feeling particularly creative all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and that and that for me pairs with a sense of exhaustion. Yeah. And, and when there's a lot of buzz going on up in my head and I'm not even – Particularly well, creativity goes out the window, and you notice something, and we both notice something in each other, and we've talked about this before. Um, when I don't listen to to a lot of music or sing a lot, right? You can tell that I'm a little stressed out or whatever, and that's that creative side has left me a little bit. And you bump into stuff. You said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, what you, you know, do too? You bump, yeah, I do too.
0: Yeah, and it's um, but I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. I think like if I don't um." You know, there are days where I've I'll have like this really miserable day and uh, Eric will come home and he'll say, have you listened to music today? Mm. And I'll be like, huh. No, no, I haven't. Um, And then but, you know, like this morning uh, he put on some music and by the time he left, we like we were dancing in the house. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah it's which crazy. is a, a good thing for a mood booster. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah. And so it's. It's interesting. I think creativity counts on you having rest, like.
1: Yeah, totally. For me, it does.
0: And yeah, and I don't mean you, you, Paul, but yeah, all but of me. Us, yeah, absolutely, right? me though. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not immune to it, and so that's something I'm realizing. Like, if I don't, like, I haven't written a blog in a little while, and I think it's because I'm going 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 um and there are like a couple of things that i do each week that i think tap into my creativity um but i'm not able to be my most creative with them right now because i'm just going 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 um
2: right
0: yeah so checking out i think is important for checking into creativity for
1: sure and man flexibility is getting attention these days uh trying (laughs) <laughs> not failing uh but flexibility requires uh or fle- the ad- ability to adapt to situations expectations or demands i think uh that too requires checking in
0: yeah
1: it requires checking in in order to be, actually be able to leverage that maybe we'll re- maybe we'll release that podcast one of these one of these weeks, we'll see. It's perfect to do a Maybe. Good podcast. Maybe we'll release it.
0: It is. It's a little self. Di- it's a little directed to our our students, I think. But hey, you know, people. Who knows? Maybe yeah, we've people released, want to listen to it.
1: Yeah, we've released bonus episodes in the past. Though we'll see. That is true. We'll see.
0: We'll um, see. you know what I think is missing from this list?
1: What? Which one? Rest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that persistence yeah. and responsibility are there. But, I mean, Nothing. but this, this is a cultural thing, right? So I yeah. would add a ninth habit.
1: As a specific, called out, dedicated, uh, dedicated thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I don't think I would disagree. I don't think I would disagree.
0: Do you think anything else is missing? What other habits would you add? Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know. It might be good for now. I might think on it. That's fair. I might think on it. Um I might think on that a little bit and see what I come up with.
0: Sounds good. Cool. I'll ask you again later.
1: Yeah, give me a, give me a week. Uh yeah. give me give me a week to recover and then I'll be more rested and creative and I'll come up with a 10th one. I like rest though. Uh I like I like rest if I had more of number 9 I'd be able to do no more of number 4.
0: Mhm. Uh Yeah, not the truth.
1: But I am uh, curious so. And I'm open to, to thinking about it. So, yeah. We'll see. Cool.
0: I'm curious as to what you will come up with after more rest.
1: I will, I am flexible to whatever it is, and I will do my responsibility in, in thinking of that.
0: What an open response. I
1: know, I know. I'm clearly very engaged. So, <laughs> uh, and that's all eight right there, right? Uh, that's all eight in, in practice. So, that you just got the lab version of that lecture. So. It was a creative uh, usage. Yeah, it was. Uh, we only didn't, uh, we should think about how we did that and use metacognition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Shall we let these fine people on with their day?
0: Yes, this podcast Dr. need Spiegel. not persist.
1: Yeah, we've done our responsibility and it was creative. <laughs> uh, when you were, for the last week, so we've known that we were going to record this not on Tuesday, I think for a while, mm-hmm. um, or at least we were entertaining that idea for a while. And so we were saying, yeah. Do it on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, yeah, around three, yeah, we'll do it on Wednesday. And uh, I, I think I put a, a little bit of a bow on that package that because uh, I was mostly thinking yeah, we're going to try to do it on Wednesday. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see how we feel, you know, because I was like, there's, there's a high poss- probability of exhaustion as well uh, by Wednesday afternoon. But who are we to, uh, who are we to uh, deprive ourselves of the opportunity to have an interesting conversation with each other? So. Yeah, it went went well, I think so. But I was like, man, it might be it might be junk, but we'll record something on on Wednesday. We'll see how the week goes.
0: Well, you know, what's so the last thing I'll say is that I think on the subject of everything we've been talking about today, it is important to know what restores and what refills your tank. Yeah. Um, And I think. So far, what is this? I don't even know what podcast this is for
1: 28? Us. 28,
0: something 28, like that, right? Yeah, 28. Um, So far, I think every time we record a podcast, there's something about this that even though, yeah, it's work, it's sustained, focused engagement. But every time, like, I know that this thing fills my tank.
2: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So I think I will actually log off. Uh, not rested because it's not rest, but somehow th- there is something restorative about doing something you love.
1: Yeah, and in a time when there's a lot of schedule changes going on and expectations are changing and interactions are changing because your schedule just really changed a lot between last week and this one, mm-hmm. there's still this thing that is this still this thing that's going to be a pin. You're going to put a pin in the in in, in it with it yeah. and. It's still going to be there for us. So mm-hmm. awesome. Cool. I like that too. I like that too.
0: Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Paul.
1: It's wonderful to start this new semester with you. And as we move into fall, we'll have many more wonderful conversations.
0: Yes, we will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So, well, the semester started and Paul and Sherry did a podcast, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul and Sherry still have a podcast. Still
1: have a podcast, yeah. So ooh, this ooh. has been episode 28, which will be released in the future sometime. So Someday. Um, cool. have a great night, Sherry.
0: You too, Paul. See Bye. ya. Bye. Bye.
1: This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. More information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com.
0: Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Sherry podcast. Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. yes.